Welcome to Streets, Sports, and Success with your host, Simon and Maurice. Let's go. What's up? Welcome to another episode of Street Sports and Success with me and my brother Mo. And and, and let's let's kick it off and and let's talk about the, you know, they I, I seen a thing yesterday said um, when you adopt uh, the habits of success, success becomes a habit. And 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 so that's where you know you just got done speaking to our agency about the momentum that you feel, the, yes. mo- the the momentum that you you feel is behind you. I feel the same thing. And I think that's called the habits of success. So success is just starting to become a habit because the habits, I think if you apply and you learn to apply them here, apply them there, apply them here, they're all very, very similar. You know what I mean? Even though basketball is different than football, if if we have a skill set and we apply what it took to be great in basketball and you apply that to what it's going to be take you to be great in football if the skill set is there it's going to uh, it's going to work it's, it's going to apply because it takes the same amount of work ethic drive coachability whatever and you know kobe bryant as an example i don't know if you've ever seen the the mamba mentality video but it's oh. fire and so he talked about is on netflix uh, youtube oh, okay and 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 he talked about when he was um young he was playing in a summer league, basketball league, that had a bunch of talented kids in it. He was 10 years old. Guess how many points he scored? I would imagine not that many since he was telling the story. Zero. Zero. Right? Zero was points. This, was this, he, he, he was in Italy, right? It's 10 years old. I don't know exactly where it was. Gotcha. I get the vibe it was in Philly. Okay. Um, but it was a hot summer league, supposed to be good, 10 years old, didn't score one point. The whole, I mean, it's LeBron James. You know what I mean? Like, I, when did you start playing football? 88. So that was five, five years old. Yep. So w- w- how, were you good at 10? No, nah, I was just a, a big kid running around. Just big as hell? Just big as when, hell. When, when did you get real good? Uh, Probably uh, 10th, 11th grade year. I started to nah, like you come was good before it. that, bro. Your freshman year, you were, you're an animal. No, so yeah. I saw you squatting 500 pounds. Yeah, so so in that, eighth grade. Yeah, no, I saw you <laughs> grab the rim at the YMCA in eighth grade. What are you yeah, talking so, about? Yeah, so so I was dunking the ball in eighth grade, but I'm talking I about got, to get good at sport. You you can say you know junior that high. shit ain't normal, right? Yeah, you can say okay. junior high. Yeah, so junior high. Junior high is when I started dominating so, so, sport. So this kid, he he said what he started to do is. He said the following year, I said, all I was going to do is I was going to focus on getting better in, call it, dribbling and passing. Like, that's it. He he said, I focused on those two things. When everybody would go for a break for lunch, I would just keep practicing, keep playing, keep shooting, keep doing whatever. He said, I was younger and I wasn't the best one, so nobody wanted to follow me, but I could tell people were looking and they wanted to follow me, but because I wasn't younger. that good and I was younger, they they like, well, I ain't going to be that that guy now because he already started doing it. I think by three years later, he was like dominating the whole deal. And so he talked about how he wasn't really as gifted as the other kids, even at 13. He said there was people more gifted. He gives all the credit to the work that he put into the game. There's and then he went on to talk about his trainer. You know, he had a personal trainer. He would allow him to. He would meet with them. Uh, he called his trainer to meet with them at four o'clock in the morning all the time to come. You know, just shoot. You know, in the gym. I think he had the same trainer Michael Jordan had. 
Um, Grover, Tim Grover. Tim Grover. Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, I, yeah, I know they overlapped yeah. for sure and did some work. But moral of the story is I think the habits of success is what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. And, and, and what I love about this is, and it's not a lack of preparation. We've, we've just been doing things off the cuff because it, it comes out more naturally. Yeah. What, what are some habits you think of success that stick out to you that would transcend business opportunities or whatever it is? Just you can apply them anywhere. Yeah, I'll, I'll say two things. The first thing is that, um, I, I don't know, I think more, more, more of these podcasts or videos should be done freely. Uh, because I, I find out when I just have normal conversation with you, there's a, oh, my fault. There's a lot to learn. Uh, or, or we have just good conversations that, you know, we can share with other people. And, and I think this is a part of it. Uh, so I don't feel bad about it no more. I don't feel like we've not prepared. I just feel like sometimes people could, sometimes people just want to hear a conversation. Like you would love to hear a conversation right now with Bill Gates and, and Warren Buffett unstructured. Just talking. Just talking, right? A hundred percent, right? So uh, a few things that, that transcend that I think that stick out uh, are people who are early starters, right? Or very successful people are our habits and early starters of er, the day, early starters of the day. And, and what I found out is that they've put a value on organizing themselves before they get to the world and they're, they're in tune and, and, and mind, body, spirit so, sounds so cliche uh, that I just want to kind of like unfold it a little bit for people. And what they do, excuse me, is they spend time, um, either exercising and decompressing themselves and getting physical momentum and blood flowing and just the, the, their, their level of energy going, or they've began to read or put their spirit in the right place and they're intentional about how they want to feel heading into the day. And so I'm not equating that to monetary success or financial success. I'm just talking about those are more peaceful and happy and successful people where, you know, it doesn't matter if they're working at Nationwide Insurance or if they're working at, you know, I'm just thinking about co companies in my neighborhood, Ikea or Best Buy or whatever. These people are just typically happier, more put together, well-centered uh, people. And you can kind of tell that when people walk and they talk and, they, and they're happy or when they, when they come out the locker room after the gym, they seem more relaxed and pleasant. You Big know what time. I'm saying? Big time. In comparison to, uh, in comparison to the front side of it. I think that's one of them. I think so much of people being in bad moods to start the day is that they're rushing around or late. Yes. Because that's annoying. You yes. know what I mean? It's like, all right, I got to hurry. Like I, chasing. I got to run this light. I got to, you know what I mean? I'm diving into meeting stars and I'm not prepared. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, I, and then you spill something. You know what I mean? hundred like, percent. So, so it creates this negative, negative momentum. I agree with you, man, that, that, that one of the habits that I've found uh, with people that win is early risers. Early risers, man. I, I give you another one, right? This is one uh, that I think that I, I stole from How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, Dale Carnegie is just intentionally being nice to people, you know, and setting the the um, the dynamics of how you want people to receive you. Uh, like no, like, and I'm not sure that everybody gets this or they're aware of it, but you have the ability and the choice with every single person that you meet to smile, to say hello, to uh, after you're done getting um, served at a restaurant, thank you for uh, servicing me. Um, when you're at the gas station to the gas clerk who probably looked like she's seen a thousand people or he's seen a thousand people. Hey, hope your day go well. Like those little things, uh, soft skills and, and being intentional about it, 
those things are are habits that I've seen like people who are successful have, and it's because they're grateful. I think that like the the gratitude, the, the, the constant attitude state of gratitude. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a constant state of like I'm in this zone of just so much. I don't want to call it pleasure. I'm in this zone of so much like so many good things happen in my life that. I just feel alive, you know, and I think the more conscious and aware you become, you start to feel just more alive and aware and you're happy and you want to spread that joy. But these people are typically uh, successful people. If you if you just look at them, like if you just look at them like these, like the person who's unsuccessful isn't going around telling everybody, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like to anybody who hears this, you give me, you show me where the person who had a shitty attitude was going around telling people, thank you. And being appreciative of everything, but people who are typically and let me let me please explain this. Success is not just defined in my world as monetary gain. We're not just talking about riches. We're talking about feeling full and putting a different sort of um, value and or a different definition of what success is. Or, or these are habits that you can have, but it gives you a different level of success just rather than Amen. just money. We well, sometimes we, when we hear success, we always think of like money and and piles of like dollar bills or piles of uh, yes. digits in our account. Yes. But that's part of it. But there's also a part of just feeling feeling spiritually well and things of that nature. Go ahead, my fault. I agree. I think you know what I've learned is just money accentuates the person that you are. So you got to be careful the person that you become because it'll just accentuate the person that you are. But I think another habit is is sacrifice. You know, success <laughs> habit is, is sacrifice. You, for everything that you gain, you got to give up something. And, and so I've learned that the greats are able to sacrifice um, what they want right now, immediate gratification for down the, down the road yes. gratification, mm -hmm. um, immediate uh, sleep at times, or immediate focus, things of pleasure that they want to do right now that they think ah, this maybe needs to happen down the road or even monetarily Im immediate um, spending this money versus saving it. So I can invest, you know, back, back into my business. I think it all boils down to what I'm trying to say is, is, is sacrifice. What are things that you think um, people need to sacrifice and everybody's will be a little bit different, mm -hmm. but what do you think are things that people need to sacrifice in order to have success? And let's talk about business and then let's talk about outside of business. What sacrifices you think need to be made? Uh, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure what category this fits in, uh, but but the sacrifice are material possessions. And I, I was speaking about this downstairs, but I think more more people trap themselves um, from buying things that they really can't afford which then causes anxiety or panic inside of their lives elsewhere. And what I mean, um, being able to buy something, being able to afford something are two different things based upon what you're trying to accomplish. And what I've seen is that uh, people get into this repetitive cycle of having to have the new shoes, pants, belt, clothes, and there's no sacrifice from a personal clothing uh, perspective or from a vehicle perspective when they really can't uh, afford it. And um, with clothes and garments, there's always something new to buy because there's always somebody making the new cool hip thing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Which then keeps you in the space of always having to do that because that's the, and I, I'm digging deeper and I'm trying to like unwrap this. 
when you begin to buy things and you want people to view you in that light or that image of somebody who has luxury or you can avoid luxury, you're, you're setting yourself in motion to have to keep that up if that's how you want to be viewed. Simon may be able to do it because his business allows him to do it. Somebody else who's just starting off, you feel I'm coming from, yep. they may not be able to do it because their business over a period of time has not allotted them to do that. So I see even more, all the way up. You know, I, I, I look at my first real nice watch. I was over five years winning in the game, not so just in five, the game, five, five years, years winning, winning in the game before I'm like, man, can I, can I do really something. do this? You know, I didn't buy my first real, true, brand new car, you know, off the lot till after, you know, five years in the game. What people don't see is five, five is years. That's an investment. Seven years in the game. I was living in a small uh, three bedroom condo, one car garage. Um, when I had a, already won awards on stage, I already was a millionaire. I was still living in that area, hundred percent, just just to stack money, just just to save money so I could reinvest, you know, those things. And I see people now, you know, two years in the game, three years in the game, already buying nicer watches than me. Already, you know what I mean, nicer thing. And I, I'm happy for them. You know what I mean? It ain't like, well, why do you have that? I'm like hating on them. I'm happy for them. I just worry about them. But the, the, you know, but like, what are you doing? What should you have done with that money? You know what I mean? There's that things could have to made do. you more money yes. to where we can get that watch in five years. Or we can get yes. that house in 10 years or, you know, or, or whatever it is. But, you know, sacrifice, I think, is is one that people need to well, get. What do you think? I mean, what, what do you think? I, saw, I, I said material possessions. Do you see something that yeah. people don't sacrifice? Yeah, on? like, like feelings like what what they want to do like i would love to train jujitsu three times a day okay i love i love i love the game and and i'm and i'm good at it i mean i'm, I'm good at it I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm above average at it and so it's addicting to me but i got to keep it in its compartment to where it doesn't disrupt everything else everything else so mm -hmm. you'll see me training jujitsu six o'clock in the morning or you'll see me, you know, training when there's nothing else going on. I don't really allow that to flow into disrupting my business or disrupting my family too much. Same thing goes with the gym. I like I like being fit. I like looking fit. I like being healthy. I like taking care outside of the benefits that I feel of the momentum in the morning. One of the reasons why I work out early is because if I don't work out early, that's me taking time away from running business when people are awake. When, when I'm working out, I ain't, nobody's missing nothing. There ain't no business popping because everybody's sleeping. We're out of sleep. <laughs> but 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, people need me. I need to be providing value out there. Me, me doing this ain't providing nobody value. I'm not a for professional those, bodybuilder. Yeah, for those who, didn't, who can't see him, he was doing curls. Curls. <laughs> you know, so, so I, I think sacrificing video games weights whatever fun whatever whatever it is that you feel like you you want to do sacrificing maybe not doing it or if you do need to do it like i think i i want people to work out my business you 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 got to make sure that it's not in the middle of your day <laughs> you know what i mean like i'd love to go work out all the time at noon or three but I need to be it's really disruptive. Huh? I got to warm up. I got to drive there. I got to. So, so I'm really eating up two to five yeah. and it's prime time. I, I got to be 
recruiting, training, developing, personal recruiting, talking to somebody, you know what I mean? Or going home and spending time with my family because I'm on the grind and constantly. So I at least got to go give them some love while I can. Hey, well, I, I give you this one. You, when, you, when you thought of, wow, when you said that, maybe think about this. I think people don't sacrifice the opposite sex enough. And I've seen some people who care more about their relationship than the thing that they have been called for I've signed up to do. And I see more people become uh, becoming limited by the, I don't know, what do you call this? Um, the pressures of a relationship, the, the dynamic and the expectations that this. How long have you been with Ashley now? 15 years. 15 years. So yep. I've been with Nat now over, over 11 years. And, you know, people hearing this, well, why do you think, we're able to keep the relationship together and still grind. Oh, great. I, I got, and I other people answer. can't keep the relationship together and they're not allowed to grind. I got a few things. I think the first thing that comes to mind is that um, I've shown results. I think if you go out. Got to show results. I think everybody. Might be, not be immediate though. No. You didn't show immediate results. No. But your person who's next to you can tell when you're on to something. Because they can tell the look in your eye. They can tell the urgency in your moves. Uh, they can see that if he's sacrificing this, yes. You know, because the woman, the woman, um, the woman has a, a, an intuition or a spirit or a feeling where she can feel exactly where you're at with stuff. Like, is he, is he interested in what he's doing? And rather win, lose, or draw, if you're dedicated to it, they can respect it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's like... That's like a that's like a feeling based upon the amount of time you're putting into something. She could say, "Yo, this dude committed to this," and so I'm gonna go ahead and put my little selfish desires to the back because I want I want I want to have him be all that he can be, right? And so I think Ashley did that. And then when you show results, she may not like it, she may not understand it, but she can like she can respect the fact that you're pursuing something with other people who get into entrepreneurial ventures and are halfway committed. And they have these halfway failures or they have halfway follow through. Uh, they then they begin to blame the woman as being the distractor instead of them saying, hey, you know, allow me to grow in this space and to give this stuff a real shot to see if I can come back and prove. And so I've seen guys allow these things to distract them. And sometimes women want to say to you, yo, bro, you're just not committed to it like the next person may be committed to it. And this may not be for you. This may be part of your desires. But I think if you want that in your life. It's important for you to show results because there's no woman like you wouldn't like Nat's about to not. She's not about to come back and fight you over you coming back and showing winning results because the woman wants to be successful. She, like women want successful men in, in some regard uh, on, on all levels. Everybody likes to be man, woman. Everybody likes to be around successful people, period. Like, I, like let's 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 establish that everybody wants to be around success because it's functioning at the highest level of where we're at. In, yeah. in our society, yeah. right? Everybody wants to be around that. You want to be a part of a winning team. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. And so, I think Ashley puts, I don't even say put up, Ashley supports it. This is the difference between putting up with something and supporting it. Ashley supports it because she understands what I'm trying to build. And I don't think guys, um, un, like, I, I can't even tell I've you. seen guys Go have on. success and still not have support. And still not have support? Still not have support. Of, of of work like, well, like you've, you've what is it like what i think it really takes to build something 
I, I don't know, you know, I, you got to be putting in 70 hour work weeks right now. Would you, would you say? Easy. Easy. But, but, but Easy. Same. Go ahead. Same. And so I, I think a lot of it is not having a backbone. hundred percent. Like Nat got a backbone. I also got a backbone. So it ain't like I just got this weak woman. It's, it's, we wouldn't be where we're at. I, I wouldn't be in the relationship if she wasn't going to let me grind. Like uh -huh. if you wouldn't let, because it's not me be, being me being me, I won't be a, the father that I need to be. I won't be the husband that I need to be because it's like, you know, when you buy a dog, it, you can read up on what it needs. You yes. know what I mean? Like some dogs, they don't need a lot. You could keep them in the house. They're kind of lazy, docile. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Chill. Other dogs, you read like, man, it needs a strong owner or this dog needs a lot of exercise. Got to let him out. Got to run. Like I got to run. I got to run. And, and in no, order, so if, no, if somebody no, would stop me from that, let me, let me go. we couldn't be together. Instead of saying run, say pursue. I think, I, 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 like, it's, you're not chasing, you're pursuing. Go ahead. No doubt. It, and, I, and I think if, I think if more people would be real about that up front, you know, it's like have that conversation of here's where I'm at, here's where I'm trying to go for us. Here's where I'm trying to go. And have a backbone about it and also listen, listen, and also have a backbone because there's been times where Nat has, has geared me back and I could literally count on one hand less than I wouldn't even need a whole hand on the amount of times I can remember Nat saying like, you need to slow it down. You got to spend a little bit more time over here? here. I mean, not a lot, not many times And the times that she has, it's made me better. It's, it's made me better. I did need to zone in a little bit more with the kids. I, I did need to zone in a little bit more over here. And it still was applicable. It was still possible to do those things and grind. I, I just needed to organize, plan, schedule, you know, make it, make it more of a priority. But I, I think if, if people aren't like real with that conversation, like I had a coach tell me one time, I, you know, I said, what would you do? You know, how I, you were working Saturdays cause you had a game and then Sundays you were watching film mm -hmm. and you know, all this stuff is going on. What would you do with the guys that had spouses? You're married. You know, how, how would you handle that? And it's a high level coach. And, you know, he said, man, I honestly, man, I think either you got the wrong job or you got the wrong wife. And I don't know which one it is. I can't say you got the wrong wife. Maybe you got the wrong, the right wife. But if that's her core values and this is your job, the job entails what the job entails. entails. So 100%. I can't change the job and you still have success because you're only willing to, you're, you don't want to watch film on Sundays or, or you don't want to practice till eight o'clock on, on Monday preparing for, you know, X, Y, Z team. And so you just, you can't have those victories, but you know, well, I, could it, could it be, and I, and I say this in the most humblest of ways, uh, because I like the girl who, um, she wrote down all the notes. For for the, for the podcast, I like Alyssa. Alyssa, thanks, Melissa, for uh, the Alyssa. Alyssa, I'm yep, sorry. Yep. Thanks for the notes. Right? Yep. Could it be that the woman uh, has to have the ability to learn the perspective of what what this takes, and to not be so selfish uh, to think that spending all like like a man. Uh, I'll say this: the men I know, um, and it's a lot of women killing it now. Like I'd say, thirty percent of my business, women, is females killing it. And it's almost a little role reversal. You know oh. what I mean? Like the women, the, the, the woman's the main income earner and, 
and uh you know crushing it and stuff like that so I, i've seen this apply to where the the male doesn't support but you know who i've seen have the hardest time who? the male getting the support like the woman i feel like the women got the backbone of like look bro if you ain't supporting what i'm doing i'm going to get it hit the bricks yeah you know what i mean like i've seen more women say that and i and like control that situation then i've seen the men be able to say look this is what we're doing this is what needs to happen how can we make this work together how can i earn your support how can i get you to to, to get with me i've i've seen uh some of the guys struggle now, that'd be, i mean i don't i don't understand how uh, a gentleman couldn't communicate that to his woman and she and she not understand it or uh, even even this is what you threw me off when you said there's guys who are successful and they still have problems with having support. And I, my my natural thought was uh, one, uh, maybe like there's just people that want you there all the time. Yeah, like, I, I couldn't. Like do that. I need you home at four. I couldn't do that every day. It, you know, it, it may be it maybe that's how they was raised. You know, think about that. You know, they could have been raised in a household where daddy was home at four, but. There's I, I'll tell you like this: a lot of first generation women and me and Ashley went through this, right? So I remember the first time that uh, I made, I don't know, I made some money, right? So when I make some money, her natural thought was, hey, man, we should take this money to go buy Spend a house, it all. right? Yeah. So I said, no, I'm going to invest this, right? And so in her mind, she was like, the hell you mean invest okay. this? Like, you about to put this into something else? No, we should go put this in a house. And I was like, nah, I'm going to invest this, right? And then we made some more money. Then I said, I'm about to invest this, right? It's not until now... And through education that she says, oh, that's what you I, I get what you're talking like. She didn't understand cash flow. Yeah. Like she, she she did not understand the cash flow game. And the cash flow game is a lot slower than the let me go out and buy a house and feel good about putting a down payment on the house. Because you're not even buying a house. You're basically putting a down payment and having a mortgage. So she didn't she didn't understand that. So I'm thinking to myself, a lot of women may have come up not knowing. And they may they may have seen dad and mom and go to um they go to work and then they come home and then that's what family looks like to them. So they've not redefined family or defined it themselves or are listening to people who say, hey, your man's not home at four. He's doing you wrong, even though the woman might not feel that way. And so I do. I do. Every every yeah, chance. That, I, that's a lot of it. You hear noise from your friends, your girls or your mom or, you know, or, or whoever. You, you said the most important thing, though, just like with coaching some situations call for what they call for. So, the and we said in the last one, more success means more responsibility. More responsibilities mean not this nine to five, but me trying to steward a better life. We all want a better life. And like you say, with sacrifice, we all have to give something up. Yep. And so this is just part, this, this is par for the course, but a, a lot of us are first generation money. And so first generation money, so our kids may understand it. So my daughter may grow up and say, okay, if a dude going all day, I ain't tripping. He's not cheating on me or doing nothing goofy. He's just out building a business or he's out handling his business. So if he's an entrepreneur, this is what it calls what it for. Requires. If a person's never seen that, they would think like he's giving what you a raw deal. Yeah. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so I, I'll say this as I was saying. And so this, I would challenge that person to, to just educate yourself and your perspective because that can't be the excuse. This is the way I am or this is the way I was raised. Like I was raised to be a pimp. But you change like, it. Have 10 of them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, that's the motto. That That's what I was, you know, not my mom developed me that way, but the, 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 the crowd, the, the environment was like <laughs> one woman. What are you talking about? You know, so I had to change. 
my perspective. I yes. can't use that as the, this is the way I am. You know, you, you, you got to adjust. But to move on to the next success habit, you got to sacrifice, man. You, you got to sacrifice. You, you got to give up something. What is it that you know you need to give up? Is it doing dumb shit in the middle of the day? Is it social media too much? Are you using social media or social media using you? Um, waking up later, you know, that waking up too late, giving up too much sleep, giving up, staying up too late. Show me somebody that gets up too late. They're probably staying up too late. You know, g giving up bad, toxic friends, toxic relationships and, and giving up your ego, sacrificing your ego. I can't tell you how many times to grow this business and to grow my relationship with my wife, I've had to humble myself and, and <laughs> sacrifice my ego. Like, here's my ego. I'm going to go ahead and give that one up for you, okay, for the greater good. And so, so you got to sacrifice your ego that you can't win them all. You know what I mean? You can't oh, win them I'm, all. I've learned that. Right? <laughs> yes. I remember you text me. I feel like my lady punked me. Yeah. You yeah know, like, if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody, you're going to get punked. Let, <laughs> let, let me tell you like this. I, I'll, I'll finish with two things. If you're in a relationship, it is a fact. I don't care who do you think you are outside the house, your lady gonna chump you out. Is that's that's a given. She's chumping you out, right? And you're gonna be like, motherfucker, but I think I'm somebody, but you're gonna get chumped out. And the second one is giving up too much drinking and drugging. That that is a hindrance. When you when we start rolling through the list, and that was one of my bigger things is just to give up drinking and drugging and things that impair you. Some people need to cut it out completely. completely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like you know. Like I got some cats that I know that man when they 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 they, they get to drinking it might be they a think riot. They, they think they're twenty one again. Gonna be over with. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and but like myself tonight with you, I'm gonna have a couple glasses of wine. I'm gonna drink socially. You know what yeah, I mean? Some people can do that. Some people some people can't. Uh, let, let, let me let me break this part down for you, right? And so I, I've and so a lot of people go through these like, oh, I feel like this. I feel like that. I feel like I. So here here's my deal, right? If for me, and I hope, and I hope this, like I said, in like the cleanest, and easiest way. If I go out tonight and I drink wine and I have cigars, and I go home, like I'd be cool. Like this would be cool. Nothing happened. Nothing like major. My life happens. But if you have somebody who has anger issues, or you have underlying issues uh, that you know you deal with and you process on a regular basis. And you've learned to condition to deal with them responsibly. You need to stay in a responsible space where your mind is healthy, clean and clear that if this stuff ever happens, you're not say, hey, let me drink when I'm mad at this or let me smoke something when I'm mad at this. I'm mad at this. So when you close the door completely, this is no longer a solution. So it's not to say that you have you a bad in other yeah. areas. So it's not to say that you have a bad time. Like it's no different than I don't go to the strip club because if I no. go to because okay, you go to the strip club, but what happens when you horny and you go to the strip club? You feel I'm coming from? You can go, me. You can go to the strip club tonight, have a nice time, walk out like cool, nothing happens. You'd be on but, TMZ, you, you know what I'm saying? But but if you're in a space where you're horny and you got a couple, <laughs> this is serious. This I, I, it just it's like an analogy, but it's in the same dark space. You know what I'm saying? Great. But if you if if you're horny and then a woman's there, boom, something reckless happens. You feel I'm coming from? It's the same thing with me. With you, you, you understand what I'm saying, Giovanni? I do. I, do. I it's feel the you same too. thing with drink. Like, so it's the same thing with drinking and drugging, right? The, the reason, like, I deal with anger, not anger, but I deal with situations that's intense all the time. And so 
it's easier for me to process something with running. It's easy for me to process something with just laying down. It's easy for me to go to the massive therapy and just do that. It's easy for me to just uh, find alternative ways to decompress yes. myself. Yes. But we have these sayings in society where it's five o'clock somewhere. Um, and I can't wait for Friday. We always look for this, these like these easy senses for relief. And so I'm victim of it. Not victim, but I grew up in the same culture. I thought like, okay, man, I just drink smoke when I'm mad at something. Nah, because then my thinking and my, my rationale just doesn't become right. You know no what doubt. I'm saying? Even, even no the doubt. responses that I would have to my woman. So if you just leave the door closed, you don't even have to worry about that being a limiting factor. Right. And then you start right. to explore stuff. You're like, okay, I need to... You talked about the, the you have stress and, and stuff going on yeah. all, all the time, a bunch of moving mm -hmm. parts. How do you handle, I think that's another success habit, is, is more responsibility, more pressure, more, yes. more stuff happening. Mm -hmm. um, how do you handle that? Like, what's the best way for somebody to handle the pressure and, and the stress? Because, you know, I, I think, I don't think the stress ever goes away. Never. And I, I think people... Man, people don't like to hear that. You know, and the way I explain it is two ways. If if me and you want to get stronger and we hit the gym, we going to start out repping 315 and to get to 400, you got to keep putting more stress on your body. You got to keep putting more more weight on there. Mm -hmm. Not not less weight, but all of a sudden 225 gets a lot easier handling the old stress what used to be hard is it's now is mm -hmm. now a lot a lot easier because you got stronger you have to get stronger but the weight don't change the weight ain't going to get like 225 is 225 Forever. it just is easier <laughs> if you get stronger if you condition yourself if 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 you want to be a big time quarterback and you under pressure in high school what about when you get to college and there's 100,000 screaming fans and you down four with one timeout and one minute left, that pressure ain't going away. It, it ain't The pressure to be great I don't think is ever going to just evaporate. But I can tell you personally, I don't have – I don't feel the pressure as much as I used to feel the pressure. I feel more relaxed under pressure mm -hmm. and and so what do you do to to handle the pressure one thing that helps me uh so i found out one thing that gives me anxiety is being unorganized being a super planner being super 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 organized. super super organized absolutely and um and, and even when you're super organized and things come up like uh so i, I owe simon two thousand dollars y'all right <laughs> <laughs> only two thousand dollars and for me to give him this two thousand dollars i started to realize like i have no help but then i have no, well i i have help because i have a lot of people who uh who i who i work with but i don't give anybody access to my personal life that's what i found out through this whole through this whole situation of getting two thousand dollars to you i have nobody who has access to like my personal 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 life right and i forget the point of the story but i owed him two thousand dollars and uh it took me a while just to get it to him or get to a bank but my day is so diligent and organized and structured from literally from 4.30 a.m., which sounds crazy to somebody. Somebody would be like, man, you could just get to a bank. Nah. People who are diligent and being successful, they restrict their time to everything. And you know as well as I know, once 8 o'clock hits, you are like structured. To get to a bank to spend 15, 20 minutes is a task. And then you have to drive there, you have to get back, and so so on and so forth. But I say all that to say, 
one way to handle stress, and I, I threw the story about the money, and I don't want that to distract. I just thought it was funny that it took. It was some for equipment for the podcast, podcast. stuff that that, that we do. It wasn't a loan. We didn't bet a game. Yeah, <laughs> for the equipment. Yeah. So, it, it, but the, the 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 point, like the point of uh, the story, was just like being super organized relieves stress, and like and so if something happens, you have like a schedule, or you have some structure uh, as to what needs to take place in your day. I think most people are stressed out. And they allow things to weigh on them because they just don't have an What other than organization? Day. I agree. Organized day. What else? Um, um, this is, it sounds so fucking cliche. Sitting in my basement, man, and visualizing shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't really let too much bother me outside of like, so, so like, I'm, I'm, I'm real good at like being like dismissive towards shit that doesn't really have nothing to do with me and what I'm working on. Like, I'm so like when I like when I get up here and I walk from point A to point B, I might be focused on getting from point A to point B in the moment, but my mind naturally just slips back into a place of what I have going on, what I have to do, whose messages I gotta return, what emails I gotta return, who am I looking to talk to, what conversation I'm looking to develop. And my mind functions and and moves like that. And so like when you that far deep and worried about your shit, like other stuff just isn't important. You can kind okay. of put it in its own place. Like, yeah, that really ain't got shit to do with me. And that's not to be dismissive. I too. think people that, you know, they, they say, if it ain't going to matter five years from today, don't spend more than five minutes on it. I've it, never heard it, that. It, I think people trip and stress over stuff that don't even really matter. It ain't even going to matter five years from today. I think staying calm under these pressures and realizing most of the stuff, like, first of all, if you can't control it right now, like, if I can't control it right now, I can't let it consume me and stress me out if I don't have any control over it. If I don't have any control over it ever, like other people, you don't always have the control over what they do. Then I can't allow these things to, to, to stress me out. And so I just I want to encourage you guys out there that are looking to have levels of success, that there's going to be levels of stress that come with it. And your go-to can't be drugs and alcohol. Your, your, your go-to needs to be building up your weight, building up yourself. Like cats are working. I love working on the bench. I love working on my jujitsu game. But unless that's your profession, if you work more on your bench <laughs> than, you, than you are on building your character or more on your jujitsu or boxing game than you are developing yourself then you're not building yourself a platform to carry the weight that you asked for. So you're praying for you're praying for success and greatness. Success comes with pressure. Pressure has to stand on a foundation of something. We're not building the foundation. We're trying to build this, but it don't have anything to stand on. So it's gonna fall. It's gonna fall down. So so the, the one of the key success habits is 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 being able to handle stress. Pick another hey, one. Hey, I, I was about to ask you, have you ever and this is this is like a good habit of mine. People typically come, like, you ever have somebody come with, like, some stupid, like, man, if you don't get this fucking stupid shit out of here. Like, and, I, and I, that's All a little the bit, time. That's I did not, it today. <laughs> yeah, that's a little <laughs> bit more direct. I didn't say it. Hey, that's I thought bit, it. And I, I'm just, you know, I'm just giving content to the to the platform. It's just, you know, um, sometimes it doesn't have to be uh, super complex. It's just, if something isn't for you, just, man, if you don't get this stupid shit out of my face, think it to yourself. And and that's how you detach yourself from it, and and, and just having a, a clean and cut way of doing it. I don't think uh, I don't I don't think you could be the best leader. You know they say leaders are readers. Yes. 
I mean, I'm sure there's some people having success out there that don't read. There's probably a ton of them. But I don't think they understand how much more they could be obtaining or doing for their people or they're sacrificing you know, for their people. I think it, it, leaders are readers, man. If you want to lead, you got to read. I think that's another success habit. Um, definitely success Reinvesting habit. into your business. Yeah, that's, that, that, that may be... Um for a number of reasons. Not spending all the profit, but reinvesting. Nah, you, you, you have to reinvest into your business and grow your business and change your business and evolve your business. And that comes from sticking capital back in, which makes everyone believe that you believe in what you're working on. Um, those guys who, uh, who who take profits out of their business and shove them in their pocket, I, that would make me, from, a, uh, from an investor standpoint or just from a personal standpoint, view them as um, somebody who didn't care to you know, grow their business, grow. especially if your your yeah. your your company is public. Um, success happens. I don't, I don't Relationships, I think to be to be successful, it, you need somebody else has to want you to be successful. You got to have a team of people. You, you got to have somebody w working with you. Oh, oh relationships. Oh. You know, I think with people investing into those relationships, developing those relationships. I I, I, just, I just want to tell like a little small story. Uh, even when you said that, it made me think of my famous Taco Stand, Taco Bell story. So I always tell people, uh, and this has to do with relationships and not being selfish, uh, but successful people do it, right? And I say you build a taco stand by yourself. You build Taco Bell with other people, right? And too many times I see people go at things alone. I love that. Yeah. Too, too many people go at stuff alone. Um in business all for the purpose of feeding their ego because they don't want to let nobody else do anything with them, right? They want all the credit. Right? I, I want my name to be this person on this business and I want to do everything. And what people don't realize, and this is a story and I'll bring it all the way back home. Uh, and, and what typically happens is that when people who are uh, novices in business or beginners, they think that, that they can actually uh, roll forward like that. But what happens is, is that when you get into business, you're basically in a roundabout way telling everybody, fuck you, I'm trying to take some of your market share, right? So you're trying to take somebody else's customer, whether you know it or not, because the customer who you're either giving the product or the service to is basically having that product or service done elsewhere, right? And so you really think like your single-minded, narrow-minded, egotistical ass is going to come out here and do accounting and marketing and uh, do storage and do... Uh, so much, uh, so many other things that basically go into business by yourself. And what happens is when things don't take off the way you want to, and people offer to help you, or if a person comes to offer to be a capital partner or to give you some sort of input, you become resistant from your ego and not noticing that you need other brains to help to assist you. But those other brains can only get used, used if you're open to that relationship. And if you don't have relationship skills, it was showing your business because you'll be fucking like stagnant and you'll go, you'll stay stuck on this treadmill and you won't understand how do you uh, take this platform and grow this platform into something else. And, uh, and, and I say that and I, and I hope that that was probably one of the most important things I've ever said on this platform because I see so many people struggle from not wanting other people to have credit or to be seen with them. Uh, having success and that has more to do with that person and just think about this if you if you get with somebody and a lot of people are just too short-minded right when you get with somebody the first thing that you do with that person doesn't necessarily have to be the biggest thing that may be the deal that builds trust and then now when you build trust you can go on to the second deal yes. that may be a little bit more luxurious because i can tell you in business it's a lot like 
uh, a war and you need uh, advocates and people to lean on and support uh, just as you're moving down the road. Like you, you probably couldn't name, like name the top fucking 10 people in your city who's having real success. And I'm pretty sure they don't stand alone. You know, you go look at our city, the Cavellis, the Cafaros, the DeBartlows. If you go to those people, those people are having, they may be the ones who are noted and recognized. I, I go to you. You don't build AIL. You know what I'm saying? There's a team of people who help to build into you who then you you move forward with that team. Same thing with me, but I've seen people stay stagnant in business from not being able to form either relationships with people close to them or just other people who would like to do business with them because just their relationship skills and the inability to have somebody assist you in moving forward just becomes like too much. For let's, let's, let's talk about that on the next podcast. I, gotcha. I think that's another one. Let's, let's talk about how to take a business from one mm-hmm. and multiply one red zone to four red zones or, oh, you know, one cool. office to 20 offices. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think it takes to expand and to grow once you have something that's kind of moving let's 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 uh let's let that be the next topic so um man we could go on and on about success habits uh hopefully this helped if it helps somebody out there do me a favor and share this with somebody yeah. uh give us a review uh on the podcast app give us give us five stars and and uh, a couple comments and and uh, share it with other people so we can continue to grow this thing but uh thanks for the time that you invested into me and Maurice and Street Sports and Success. Success. See you next time.